Hey everyone, welcome back to The Haunted Corner. My name is Ashton, and today I have something special for you. This is Humor Me This, Episode 1. It's a little spin-off for you all from The Haunted Corner, and hopefully it's a little more lighthearted for you guys. I wanted to add a little bit of a palate cleanser and talk about some funny things that have come up. So it's going to be a mixed bag, a mixed bag, as my coworkers say. And this one goes out to my best friend, Rachel. She loves to support the podcast, but she's not really into the gruesome stuff. So this is going to be a little bit of a palate cleanser with some funny headlines, some stupid criminals, random shit that I find that I think is funny. And maybe one day I'll tell you guys about the time I got catfished for a long time. So grab a drink, grab a snack. And let's get to it. Up first, I'm going to be cold reading these articles. I found some funny headlines. I haven't read the articles, so I'm going to be cold reading it. But this first headline is Teen Reunited with Civil War Reenacting Rooster He Lost Outside Cracker Barrel. This is from an ABC 10 article. It says the 18-year-old had tied the pet rooster to his truck when they stopped at a Cracker Barrel. About an hour later, they discovered the chicken had flown the coop. A Mississippi teen who lost a Civil War reenacting pet chicken peep outside a Cracker Barrel restaurant in Alabama was reunited with the bird, courtesy of a farmer who helped find the fowl. Thomas Ramsey, who founded a military reenactment group for youth, told the Coleman Times he was headed home for a weekend event in Spring Hill, Tennessee, when he stopped with a friend at the restaurant in Coleman on January 31st. He left peep a rooster that participates in simulated battles tied to his truck in the parking lot. Ramsey said he and his friend walked out about an hour later to discover the chicken had flown the coop and was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> so this poor chicken. Oh, Ramsey said, quote, I went back into the Cracker Barrel and it was very hard for me to say this with a straight face, even though I was panicking. Do you have cameras in the parking lot? I think someone stole my chicken. Someone overheard and said they had seen Peep wandering in the parking lot. An animal control officer got involved in the hunt and involved in the hunt and missing chicken photos of Peep soon spread on social media pages around Coleman. With no sign of Peep, Ramsey continued the drive home. Then he got a message that the bird had been found outside the Cracker Barrel and farmer John Watson, who posted advice on catching Peep, had the rooster and was heading to Birmingham to meet Ramsey for a reunion. Watson said, I believe in paying it forward. God has blessed my family so much throughout the years. I believe we should be kind to our fellow man. Yes, it was just a chicken, but it was his, and he clearly cared for it. Oh, so it was a happy ending. Peep found his way home, <laughs> and that's that. This next article, I think you'll find out pretty quickly why I chose the headline attached to it. Archaeologists believe they've discovered the tomb of Santa Claus. All right, and this is from an All That's Interesting article. It says, a team in St. Nicholas Church in Demre, Turkey, has found an intriguing shrine beneath the floors, previously unseen due to the tiled floor's intricate mosaic. New Christmas theory, Santa is a ghost. 
He must be, because according to archaeologists in Turkey, they found his grave buried beneath St. Nicholas Church in the town of Demir. For centuries, the location of the grave of St. Nicholas of Mira, the inspiration for the modern-day Santa Claus, has been contested. Historical records claim that he was buried at the church that bears his name, but extensive searches of the grounds revealed nothing of substance. Meanwhile, many believe that his remains had been smuggled out of the church by Italian merchants during medieval times. After all, there was an empty grave in the building that had clearly been looted, and the body of a man thought to be St. Nicholas was laid to rest in Italy during the Crusades. However, the head of Antalya's monument authority, Samil Karabarim, told the news, the local news that he and his team had found a shrine beneath the floors of St. Nicholas Church, previously unseen due to the tiled floor's intricate mosaic. He said that they found the shrine during a routine survey. They uncovered what they believed to be a tomb, which may hold the remains of the real St. Nicholas. As for the man laid to rest in Italy, some experts now say that those remains may belong to another person, and the grave once thought to hold St. Nicholas may have held someone else. Though the discovery has yet to be proven via excavation, Karabarim is determined to follow through with the next step, even though it will be a long, tedious, and complicated process to complete. We believe the shrine has not been damaged at all, but it is quite difficult to get to it as there are many mosaics on the floor. Each tile will need to be removed one by one so the floor can be returned to its present glory, he said. Still, he remains optimistic that he will find St. Nicholas. He plans to hire a new team comprised of scientists with eight different specialties to work at the site. The groundwork has already begun, and he says the team will hopefully unearth the shrine's secrets soon. Many locals would likely be thrilled by the discovery, as St. Nicholas remains a strong fixture in the area. Another church in the town even plays host to a Santa Claus museum, and a sarcophagus plays tribute to the famed saint. A 4th century Greek bishop, St. Nicholas of Myra, was revered for his generosity, especially towards children. He was known for popularizing the tradition of leaving secret gifts for loved ones around the holidays. This gave rise to the Dutch legend of Sinterklaas and later Santa Claus. It's little wonder why St. Nicholas is one of the most famous Christian figures of all times. But while much has been said about his life and legends, little is known for sure about his death. And only time will tell whether we get a full answer about his final rest resting place. So who knew Santa's in Turkey? You know who else is in Turkey? The guy in our next headline. A drunk man reported missing in Turkey joined his own search party for hours. <laughs> when Behan Mutlu disappeared, his wife was rightfully distraught. The 50-year-old Turkish, Turkish man had been last seen by his friends on September 28, 2021. They had all gone out together and spent the night drinking in the province of Bursa in northwest Turkey before Mutlu vanished into thin air only to re-emerge, helping out in his own search party. In a real-life scenario worthy of Charlie Chaplin's finest films, Mutlu had wandered off alone after his night out and slept in a cabin in the woods. And when his wife and friends couldn't reach him for hours, they called the police and formed a search party. It was only after Mutlu woke up and began to find his way home that he stumbled upon a group of civilians in the woods 
who had volunteered to help police look for him. Unaware of their endeavor, he began quietly following the herd and keeping pace, becoming utterly confused when they began shouting his name. I told them I was Behan Mutlu, but they continued to search, he said. Only after his drinking buddies arrived and confirmed that Mutlu was who they were looking for, that police and volunteers realized what had happened. Fortunately, rescue officials found the incident more humorous than aggravating and gave Mutlu a ride home. <laughs> this next article I chose simply because of the headline, obviously, and because I am a 12-year-old boy at heart. The Cambodian government had to beg people to stop picking ultra-rare penis plants. Nep Nepenthes bocorinus is a pitcher plant species endemic to Cambodia. It's colloquially known as a penis plant, or alarmingly, a penis flytrap. They are critically endangered, but they also apparently make nice bouquets. These phallic blooms are so popular for tourist selfies, in fact, that the Cambodian Ministry of Environment published a plea on Facebook asking people to stop picking the plants for photos. Quote, what they are doing is wrong, and please don't do it again in the future. The post read, thank you for loving natural resources, but don't harvest so it goes to waste. <laughs> N. Bocarensis lives in low-nutrient soil and relies heavily on its pitcher to draw in prey, which it then drowns with its digestive fluids, giving the plant the nutrients it needs to survive. Tourists who pluck the pitchers inadvertently weaken the plant, which has already suffered da severe damage due to to its natural habitat due to private construction, farming, and the tourism industry. Quote, if people are interested, even in a funny way to pose to make selfies with the plants, it's fine, said Francois May, a botanical illustrator. Just do not pick the pictures because it weakens the plant, because the plant needs these pictures to feed, end quote. So if you want to take a penis selfie, do it, but just don't pick them, okay? Up next on today's episode of Absolutely Not, this headline reads, Spelunkers descend into a sinkhole in China and found an entire forest at the bottom. In an autonomous region in China, there's a sinkhole that measures roughly 1,004 feet long, 492 feet wide, and 630 feet deep. And at the bottom of it, there happens to be a forest of ancient trees and shade plants, as a cave exploration team discovered earlier this year. This is an article from All That's Interesting from December of 2022. Shen Lixen, the team's leader, reported that some of the trees were 130 feet high and the plants grew to about shoulder height. Quote, I wouldn't be surprised to know that there are species found in these caves that have never been reported or described by science until now, end quote. Giant sinkholes like this are commonly found in China. They're known as Tian King or Heavenly Pits. And this recent discovery, while fascinating, actually marked the 30th of its kind in the region. In fact, the same team of explorers found 19 other massive sinkholes back in 2019. That is terrifying. The pre prevalence of Tianqing in southern China is largely due to the region's karst topography, and its landscape is susceptible to the formation of sinkholes and caves. 
quote, because of local differences in geology, climate, and other factors, the way karst appears at the surface can be dramatically different, end quote, said George Benny, executive director of the National Cave and Karst Research Institute. So in China, you have this incredibly visual, spectacular karst with enormous sinkholes and giant caves, entrances, and so forth. It may be fairly common, but that made the discovery no less spectacular. And I will link to this in the show notes and on the blog so you guys can see. Absolutely not. Reminds me of The Descent. (laughs) No thanks. This next headline I chose simply because it made me happy. This is from an article from CNN.com, and it is titled, What's Going On with Hawaiian Seals? Nobody Knows. NOSE. Endangered seals are baffling conservationists with an unlikely predicament, getting eels stuck up their noses. The Honolulu-based Hawaiian Monk Seal Research Program, part of the United States NOAA Fisheries Agency, posted a photo on its Facebook page Monday that showed a seal with a slippery creature lodged firmly in its right nostril. This undignified incident is just the latest in a long, and Wrigley line of eel investigation invasions to strike the Hawaiian monk seals, a phenomenon that was first spotted in the summer of 2016 off Hawaii's Lisiansky Island. Quote, Mondays, it might not have been a good one for you, but it had to have been better for you than the in eel in your nose. The HMSRP joked on its Facebook page. The Hawaiian monk seal is one of the rarest seal species in the world and is classified as endangered in the U.S. The majority of the population lives around eight remote remote islands in the northwestern Hawaiian islands, and it was estimated in 2016 that only 1,400 animals remain. Quote, we have reported this phenomenon before, which was first noted a few years back. We have now found juvenile seals with eels stuck in their noses on multiple occasions the HMSRP added. Charles Littman, the HMSRP's lead scientist, noted that the researchers are still baffled by the phenomenon. This is a good example that no matter how well studied or watched an animal is, it's always going to present you with something that you have never seen before, he told CNN. Sometimes it's an amazing demonstration of intelligence or physical ability. Sometimes it's a juvenile steel with an eel stuck in its nose. The NOAA has proposed two hypotheses. First, that eels launch themselves defensively at seals while they are foraging for food, shoving their mouths and noses into the crevices of coral reefs and under rocks. Another theory the agency suggests is that the the seal may swallow an eel whole and then regurgitate it through its nose. Animal lovers nonetheless took to Facebook to express their alarm, questioning, questioning why an eel would undertake such a foolhardy mission. What kind of heavenly goodness resides up a seal nose that makes eels willing to risk their lives for it, one person wrote on Facebook. Despite the eels' successful extraction, they could pose a serious threat to the seals. The HMSRP has warned that the seals are at risk from infections and toxins produced by microalgae that accumulate in coral coral reef-associated fish. Nose blockages could also hamper the seal's ability to dive as the mammals typically need to close their nostrils when underwater. So these poor babies, hopefully they figure out why they're doing that. 
And finally, to wrap up the funny headlines that we found today, this one is me if I don't find a partner soon. A London YouTuber who swore off men found love with her alien abductor. This is from an all that's interesting article. Abby Bella claimed that an alien told her interspecies dating was prohibited. Despite having beauty and talent on her side, Abby Bella's year began with a string of bad dates. Same girl. However, after the London actress joked online about wanting an alien to abduct me, she got more than she bargained for and claimed she fell in love with an alien from the Andromeda galaxy. Bella said the paranormal visitation was preceded by harmless dreams of a white light. However, on May 31st, 2021, that glow was accompanied by a voice telling her to, quote, wait in the usual spot. Despite the vagaries of that order, she said she knew to sit by her open window. When she did so the following evening, Bella was allegedly carried to a UFO by a bright green being. She said she wasn't afraid even as five tall beings resembling archetypical alien greys welcomed her inside. In a hilarious turn of events, she even fell in love with one, but was told their feelings were forbidden. According to her gray-skinned suitor, alien and human relationships were strictly prohibited, but she said he was, quote, willing to give it a go. Quote, there was one who connected with me, she said. I didn't get his name, but I felt exactly the same. And he said I had to get, give, I had to consent to go with them, but I didn't want to say yes in case they took me forever. She was thus returned to her apartment 20 minutes later, ruining the realities of our earthly dating scene. In her view, aliens provide, quote, extra quality of care, while men, quote, tell lies and have double standards. Preach! And for the time being, she says she'll just wait for her second date. Oh boy. (laughs) That tracks. Up next, I have a few really, really dumb criminals to tell you about. In this first article, the headline reads, two men arrested after vehicle search find drugs in bag marked, quote, bag full of drugs. Two men were arrested in Santa Rosa County, Florida. Of course it was Florida. Saturday after law enforcement officers said they found illegal drugs in a bag labeled bag full of drugs. The men were pulled over by a state trooper for allegedly speeding 25 miles over the limit. Quote, Santa Rosa canine deputies received recently assisted FHP on a traffic stop on I-10 where a large amount of narcotics were discovered. Note to self, do not traffic your illegal narcotics in a bag labeled bag full of drugs. Our canines can read, a Facebook post from the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office said. The narcotics and other contraband found reportedly included 75 grams of methamphetamine, 1.36 kilograms of GHB, 1 gram of cocaine, 3.6 grams of fentanyl, 15 MDMA tablets, and drug paraphernalia, according to CNN. So if you're gonna, don't do this. Just don't do it. These guys are dumb. Bag full of drugs. And I'll link to this. It's literally a picture of all the drugs and the bags that say bag full of drugs. Come on, if you're going to be stupid, be real stupid, I guess. Suspect farts so loudly, his hiding spot is revealed to officers. 
We're just jumping right in. <laughs> Deputies with the Clay County Sheriff's Office were searching a wooded area for a man wanted for possession of controlled substance. When the subject passed gas so loudly, his hiding spot was revealed. The agency posted on Facebook, quote, If you've got a felony warrant for your arrest, the cops are looking for you, and you pass gas so loudly it gives you up your hiding spot, you're definitely having a poop emoji day, end quote. Response from citizens to the social media post was understandably positive. One citizen commented, quote, You guys have put out some great posts, but this is next level stuff. Fantastic. Thank you. End quote. I agree. That one made my day. Had to include it. <laughs> All right. I've got a few more for you guys. A few more dumb criminals. This, is, this one is about a man named Ruben Zarati. On March 24, 2008, 18-year-old Ruben Zarati walked into Velasquez Mufflers for Less, wearing a mask with a revolver in his hand in Chicago, Illinois, with intention to rob it. It was 8 o'clock in the morning with not too many people in the store. As usually seen in a case of a store robbery, the guy threatened and told the shop employees to open the safe and hand him over the cash. However, the employees told him that it was not possible as they did not know the code to the safe. Apparently, the only person who knew the code to the safe was the owner, but he was not going to be at the store anytime soon. The employees told Ruben that there was not much in the safe anyway, but he didn't give up. So he was pretty persistent and he, he was understanding, you know, he was like, all right, listen, take my number, take my name and call me as soon as the manager gets to the shop and can, so he can open the safe for me. So he's like, here's my name, here's my number, call me when the owner gets here so we can do this thing. And he said, quote, you guys better call me because otherwise I'm going to come back to shoot you. The employees did call him at the given number. And when he showed up, there were cops waiting for him. And after some gunfire, Reuben was shot in the leg and taken to the hospital before being arrested. So don't pull a Reuben. Not worth it. Up next, we have a man named Christian Bala. In December of 2000, the body of a man washed up on the banks of a river in Poland. He had suffered repeated beatings and his body bore a number of knife wounds. Forensic examinations showed that the man had been half starved when he died. He had also been found with a single piece of rope in such a way that he would have been strangled by the cord around his neck if he had tried to free himself. So those particular circumstances were not made public and the murder remained unsolved. But a year after the case was had gone cold, it was discovered that Christian Bala had somehow come into possession of the victim's phone and had sold it over the internet only three days after the man had disappeared and several weeks before the body was found. This brought Bala to the attention of the police as a person of interest in the case. But then, Christian Bala published a novel called Amok, and this piqued the interest of investigators even more. So in the book, the author described the murder of a woman in great detail, 
bore an uncanny resemblance to the murder of the businessman who had washed up on the shore. Even the peculiar method of tying up the victim was the same. Further investigation showed that Bala had an intense interest in the progress of the police investigation, even checking websites about the crime at regular intervals. Police searched Bala's home and found a number of items belonging to the victim. Most damning of all, they discovered that the businessman had been dating Bala's former wife prior to his disappearance. This circumstantial evidence, and even the confession, which was later redacted, might not have been enough to secure a conviction, but Bala felt compelled to relive the experience in writing and then was foolhardily enough to punish to publish it. Ultimately, he was sentenced to 25 years in prison for the murder. So don't be that stupid, but also do because if you murder somebody, you deserve to go to prison. All right. And to wrap us out, another funny one. Drunk Florida man tries to use taco as ID after his car catches fire at Taco Bell. Tacos are not recognized as legal forms of identification in the state of Florida. Matthew Faulkner found out the hard way after he passed out drunk in the drive-thru of a Jensen Beach Taco Bell and his cart caught on fire. So the incident occurred in the early morning of October 1st in Jensen Beach. Faulkner, age 30, had apparently decided to make a run for a fourth meal after downing some beers, and he somehow made it all the way to the fast food joint in his Chevy pickup, placed his order, and received his taco before falling asleep. The Taco Bell manager had to call police because Faulkner was out cold at the pickup window and holding up customers behind him. Clearly, this was not a victimless crime, and our hearts go out to the hungry folks who had to wait so long for their late-night munchies. <laughs> a deputy awoke Faulkner, and then he asked for his ID. Faulkner said no before reaching into his bag and presenting the officer with a taco. Another deputy, deputy clarified that they were asking for an ID, not a taco. Faulkner chuckled and began eating the taco. <laughs> Then deputies noticed Faulkner had fallen asleep with his foot on the accelerator while his truck was in park. The engine had caught fire and fire extinguishers were used to put it out. Faulkner's blood alcohol content was between 0.227 and 0.225 according to a breathalyzer. That's three times the legal limit. He was hauled off to jail on DUI charges. No word on the fate of the talk. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. Wow. What an idiot. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of Humor Me This. If you guys enjoy it, we'll be back next month with more funny headlines, stupid criminals, random funny stuff that I find. And if you find a funny headline or story that you want me to cover on next month's episode of Humor Me This, send it over to thehauntedcorner at gmail.com. I will link to all the news articles that I found in the show notes and on the blog at www.thehauntedcorner.com. Follow us on social media at The Haunted Corner on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to tell a friend. Check us out on Patreon. We have a new Patreon episode dropping this week. So check that out. 
Until next time, be kind and take care of yourselves and we'll see you soon. Bye.